Divine Nourishment Podcast Season 2. This is your host, Danielle Delvecchio, along with my co-host. Josh Delvecchio. Oh, it's so good to be back in this sweet little space with you guys um, for Season 2. So every season, you can expect at least nine episodes that are just really um, deep conversations into helping you on your path of health and happiness and spiritual development. And um, we're so happy to be back. We took a little break. Yeah. And it's the new year and it's the new decade. And we have so much in store for you guys. And we just want to thank all of our listeners for, um, for being here with us because, you know, when we started this journey, we just wanted to share these deep conversations that Josh and I would just have together as we continue to grow and evolve on our spiritual path. And we just thought it would be so helpful for our sweet little community to, um, to you know, give back in that way to, to help you guys as you move along your path. Because I know it can be kind of lonely when you're on this path if you don't have a lot of that same energy around you in your social circles and, you know, where you live and at work and, and stuff like that. So Definitely. we didn't expect it, it to be... <laughs> to get as big as it has. I mean, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of downloads for each episode. And it's like the, the messages that come in and, um, it's just, it's been so, we're just so honored to do this and knowing that it is making such a huge impact in so many people's lives, um, is, you know, that, that heart fuel, if you will, to, to keep, you know, to keep doing these cause it's important. So just honoring you for being here. And we're happy to be here. So to kick off our first episode in season two, uh, we thought it would be great to um, to move into 2020 and talk about embodying a new reality and what that means for you. And it's really more so about shattering paradigms. And a paradigm is a person's frame of reference, right? So it's how we take in information and we all take in information so differently based on our conditioning Mm -hmm. based on our programming based on our own unique experiences from childhood on and as we evolve and we begin to cultivate more self-awareness and more conscious living we begin to cultivate more love and acceptance for ourselves and just connecting to um, the heart of everyone around us we take in information different so it's always evolving right Um, so really a paradigm is really how we see the world based on all the information we have gathered and all the beliefs that we possess, which are always changing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, shattering paradigms really like, where do these, where does this programming come from? Like, why do we have the beliefs we do? Why do we react the way we do? Why do we look at life the way we do? Why do we experience life the way we do? Mm -hmm. And that comes from our subconscious programming. Yeah. I think it comes from where, you, you know, things that helped to shape you as a child when you were developing, um, social norms, social acceptance, um, religion, all types of different factors that come into play for, um, you know, certain norms, I think, that uh, not only do we follow, but we also kind of defend to and stick to because that is the norm, right? Sometimes that's hard to, um, or can be limiting when you are trying to change also, right? Because, well, this is different from what everybody else is doing or what everybody else uh, 
accepts as normal or uh, views as normal. So when you break that, um, I think that's where a lot of people can tend to find uh, resistance, right? Whether it's your family structure, whether it's your work structure, you know, what you identify as. Um, Because a lot of times we do identify within those confines of those paradigms, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, if you guys have been following me for a while, um, you know, that I, I often will say, like, you know, peeling back the layers to get to who you really are. Mm-hmm. Like that more that you know deep down there is to you and for you, which gets more and more intense as we get older and we're just going through the mundane of life. And it's like, God, there's got to be more. Like, you know, we have all these symptoms come up when we're not living in our truth. And that can be anxiety, that could be depression, that could be so many different lower vibration feelings, which is kind of like a symptom and feedback that we're not in alignment. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so it's like, where does that come from? And like you said, it's those layers, it's those different paradigms, which are so different for everyone. And it does start as a child, right? And if you had like a traumatic childhood growing up and, you know, like you were abused in some way or whatever it was, I mean, we hold on to these belief systems that we, um, that are stored in our subconscious programming. And then as we get older, we have, um, so much coming at us right? Like so much information coming at us of what's expected of us in society as a woman, mm-hmm. right? Women have so many things coming at them all the time. Like, you know, fearing getting older, you have to be, you know, really skinny or you have to look like this and you have to fix this, right? We're bombarded. It's not even, it can be unconscious or it can be conscious, yeah. right? So there's so many things coming at us that it's almost like we're hypnotized in a way. Right. You know, and for men, yeah. there's, you know, the mask of masculinity. Like, you can't show your emotions. You mm-hmm. have to be this, like, you know, Stoic, there's a paradigm strong, yeah, for that, too. Male presence that you have to, you know. Which I think, too, there's a difference between, like, uh, you know, like not being emotional and stuff. But there's a difference between not showing your emotions and controlling your reactions, too. Right? Like, if you're becoming overly emotional because something is affecting you and you're you're letting it affect you in such a way that it causes that reaction. I think therein lies sort of the gray area between like what, what masculine energy looks like and what it can really actually be. Right. Mm -hmm. So like standing in your masculine energy does mean, you know, you can be strong, steadfast. You can, uh, come with strength, you know, but it is also too being like true to yourself too. If something does affect you, then you're able to deal with it properly and not let it sort of run you over and then dictate, you know, how, how you're going to be and how you're going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about even showing up just in society as a man, like, you know, um, alpha, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. right. Right. So and that's alpha. a paradigm, it's right? Like, okay. It's like, yeah. What is alpha? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult, I believe, for men to kind of open their hearts and to shatter these paradigms and, and, and come into their feminine, right? Cause mm-hmm. if you guys, um, there's a really great episode on masculine and feminine energy that I did with, um, one of my, uh, sisters, one of my dear friends, Dr. Tom Gandhi. I highly recommend listening to it if you're interested in that. Cause we do harness both masculine and feminine energies mm-hmm. and a lot of it is um out of balance and we live in a very masculine world that's the key word i think balance yeah, yeah. balancing the energies yeah which it's always evolving well, it's I like a dance like from, it's... A, from a male perspective when you start when you start throwing in the word feminine 
Like it, it's it's there's a paradigm around that. What people that think of like? it as a bad thing as like uh, demasculate or what's the right word? Emasculated, right? Mm-hmm. Or like um, I'll use I won't use bad words, but like less than a man, like right? You're not manly enough. You're um, more of like a, a woman, like feminine, delicate, like that. But that's not mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking about. We're mm-hmm. talking about uh, compassion, creativity creation right because the feminine she's the divine creator really right she produces life inside of her body so that's what you're talking about when you're balancing that out part of that too is balancing that strong masculine force with that feminine um energy energy that is you know um compassionate that's empathy you know uh, empathizes allowing receiving and that's and that's like manifesting in order to manifest like we live in such a masculine world, which is just, you know, how we've been kind of taught. So it's a little bit of a programming until you can understand it and decide on your own, discern, mm-hmm. which is which is great about strengthening the mind, which we'll talk about today a little bit. And we're, we'll get into that a lot more too moving forward. But strengthening the mind, strengthening the nervous system, like it's like you take a shower every day. It feels so good, right? When you shower and you, ha- you have to clean your house, right? It's like doing that for the mind as well so that... You can discern as you're taking in all this information and you're cultivating your awareness, you can discern like what's mine mm-hmm. and what's not mine. How right. do I feel about that? Yeah. How, how am I expected to feel about that? And that's, that's power and that's grace. And when it comes to masculine and feminine energy and finding that balance, um, the feminine energy is how we begin to manifest mm-hmm. because the masculine energy that we are kind of programmed into is mm-hmm. like very linear. It's very do, do, do. It's very right. like climb the ladder. It's, you know, Hustle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, we don't realize the power we have inside of us mm-hmm. once we activate that feminine power to allow ourselves to be, right. which is what this new, in this new year and this new decade and this is just my prediction and that's what this is all about this is about a new reality embodied and embodiment doesn't mean doing it's more about being mm-hmm. it's more about allowing yourself to receive it's more about um you know integrating all that you have gathered mm-hmm. in your life over this last decade this past year 2019 right it's it's not um, it's not so much about um it's not so much about the actual um, doing, if that, you know, if, if, if you No, I think it's about, the, like, the balance. Yeah. Because if you're balanced and aligned... Because you still need to take action, You're but going are you... to continue to be able to um, react in a way that best suits you and um, has the greater, the greater outcome, right? So if you kind of do the polar opposites of male and female, right, you have the left brain, the male, the masculine... You have the female, the right brain, right? Um, whereas the female, she might have feelings of being, uh, compassion, um, understanding, calm, receptive, very nurturing, right? Whereas the male, like you were saying, doing and, and maybe more of a risk taker, very logical and uh, linear thinking, um, you know, rushing through the process, going just constantly going structure. forward. It's I'm like here. I need to go right. there. This is where I'm going to do it. Which I'm we need go that through still. Around over, right? right. Yeah. But Absolutely. I think incorporating both of those allows you to sort of uh, steady that that sine wave, so there aren't those peaks and valleys, and you know, right. peaks and lows and highs and lows and everything. But rather, you're able to kind of go through each situation by bringing those two 
together mm-hmm. um, that allows you to be a little bit more resilient and um, more available for others, you know. Yeah, um, and fluid. Because, fluid, And I right. think that that's the thing is that balance is something that is just, it's, it's part of this experience of being a human in this physical world is, is, is trying to master the polarity, mm-hmm. right? You've got polarity, you've got feminine, you've got masculine, you've got the light, you've got the dark, the ebb, the float, the mm-hmm. Shiva, the Shakti. It's like the, this beautiful dance in, in just being fluid like water and in allowing yourself to be more neutral and coming and cultivating a way to have more of a neutral mind so that you can discern and you can you know move into these new spaces that are always calling you Right. Because it's like, you know, so and I think that's important to understand, too, is, you know, the neutral mind, which um, we're going to be talking a lot about this moving forward because it's it it's freedom. It's how you really gain a lot of freedom in life is Mm -hmm. those qualities, though, are what helped us survive the thousands of years that humans have been on Earth. though. And that's our hardwiring. But now we're in times where we're not living like we did thousands of years ago. That masculine energy, well, that protected your tribe from a neighboring tribe that was going to come and, you know, rape and pillage your village. Or that masculine energy was what got you through, you know, um, a harsh week of hunting and so forth, right? And that uh, female energy is, you know, again, at the root of it, the, the creative energy, the nurturing energy um, that... Uh, you know, thousands of years ago that that was the role of, of the woman, you know, primarily. Yeah. Well, you if know, you think tending of... Tending the fire and... You know, but if you it. think of the earth, right? So the sun is very masculine mm-hmm. and the earth is feminine, right? There's got those two energies and we've got the in-between of that. And if you, you know, back then we were so connected to the earth. The moon, yeah. We were so right. connected. And well, the moon is feminine as yeah. well. And that's just, and there you go. The, the moon is a very good example of that ebb and flow, the dark and light. The new moon is very dark, right? Mm-hmm. The, the full moon, it's, it's very bright and it kind of shines the light on things going on in our life. Right. And the lunar cycles are so incredible. I just got goosebumps because it's just, it's been such a huge shift in my life when I started, you know, practicing that and learning about that, which we talk about in the masculine and feminine um, the balancing in one of our episodes. And we also have another episode on our hardwiring, which is what, you know, Josh just brought up. So you can kind of understand your hardwiring. So these are all the things that we're trying to shatter these paradigms and create new ones for ourselves, right? As we mm-hmm. move into 2020 and, and this new decade, because, you know, we're not in the, in the uh, age of information anymore. We don't need to continue to seek and to seek and to seek all this information. Like, like it's done, like, like we're moving into a new a new age and this is gathering all um, that we have and beginning to integrate, mm-hmm. beginning to create a new inner experience. So, you know, we're so taught to seek externally, right? I'm going to try these new diets. I'm going to do this. I'm going to hire a coach. And I'm going to do all these things. And I'm going to read all these books and all of that, which is great. Um, but there's the integration that is, is happening now and people are ready for that. And you know, the way I see it, more and more people are really headed into this decade, mm-hmm. self-empowered like never before. I mean, people are returning to their own humanity, uh, humidity, humanity, <laughs> and um, they're really ready and willing to just unleash and claim the more that they know deep down is, is you know, mm-hmm. to them and for them. Um, and I think people are starting to come inside now. Right, because it's like you can only seek so much, which is good because you need all that information. You need to gather all that information, 
Um, but people are realizing the power of their thoughts. People are more into manifestation and learning how to harness their energy and their thoughts and their inner world, um, their inner self-talk, right? Which is shattering those paradigms of, of our own unique programming based on what we learned and experienced growing up. Um, you know, so this energy is just expanding and there's going to be, and you guys are, if you're listening to this, you're already noticing this, there's more leaders of the light. And, you know, the people that are still in that lower energy, you know, who are just inauthentic and are manipulative or judgmental, you know, who are having a little bit harder time in life, they'll no longer be able to survive in this new age as we're expanding into it. Everyone will feel it. You know, it's just not, those that are not in integrity with this movement that we're moving into of truth and love will eventually kind of have no other option but to surrender to it because their egos won't be able to survive. So there's a lot of... You know, and this is the thing with like TV, you have so much of like what's wrong with the world, right? We have so much coming at us, but if you step out of that and you start to see that there's so many more people are waking up and it's happening and it's a really, really beautiful thing and it's a really powerful thing. They are, but I think as technology goes through, they're finding more ways to just fill that air with just noise. Well, there's more pressure now, which is we have to learn how to deal with that. Yeah, we have to learn how to handle that pressure where like they need to make like a subcategory of news from like you know what i mean it's just piggybacks and piggyback and packs and piggybacks just so they can fill like time on channels and stuff you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. i think even the way that we yeah consume media like we're we're not sitting and tuning into tv anymore you know what i mean because that's what's playing on TV at that time, like, no, people are deciding, I'm, I'm not watching that, or I'm not listening to that, I'm watching this, or mm-hmm. I'm doing that, which can be good and bad, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's about harnessing your energy, and being more Subconsciously, aware Subconsciously, of... people don't realize how much of their energy that they're surrendering, though, by mindlessly yeah. going through an Instagram feed that has a lot of negativity, yep. or a lot of bullshit on it. Yeah. It's like junk food for your brain. Yep. It is. It's an and addiction. And your emotions. Like, yeah. you don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people realize that effect well, yeah. that it has, mm-hmm. you know? And I even get caught up in it still. Oh, like, absolutely. I do my seasonal digital yeah. detoxes and I get off 100% for seven days. And it's so funny. Like, the first few days, like, I'm reaching <laughs> for my phone. I'm like, oh my God. And I laugh about it because you have to have humor in life yeah. through all this, right? Because it's, you know, and that's the thing is it's, it's that this, monkey brain it's that's this, like, oh, I need to go for that. <laughs> and then towards the end of the seven days, I'm like, oh. I could just never go on again, but I do it because I I like to hold, um, I like to be in that space, you know, I'm walking with all of you guys as a student and as a teacher and, um, you know, as, as, you know, showing the possibility of, you know, how you can rise up from anything, right? And it's important that we continue to show up Mm -hmm. um, in that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is the embodying a new reality. So this is, it's no longer about seeking information, and, you know, you have everything you need inside. And 2020 is really the decade of embodiment, of authenticity. So not, so what are you referring to not seeking additional information? You're talking about looking inside and trying to really put a mirror on yourself by putting a magnifying glass over all aspects of how you're feeling, how you're living your life, the daily habits that you're incorporating reflection that type of stuff it's, and it's, then... it's pretty much you can't change your life until you change something you do daily 
Okay. So getting these mini like ah, accomplishments by reading a book or yeah. signing up for a workshop right. and going through the workshop or taking uh, going to a yoga studio and doing some type of workshop there or you know it's it's about embodiment it's about integration it's about now coming inside and creating an inner experience within ourselves because knowledge the only knowledge that's true is the knowledge that we actually experience. Okay. Knowledge is the knowledge we experience inside. And, um, you know, through this journey, you know, everyone has their journey where they started and where they are and we're constantly evolving. And I know... I think more so, though, wisdom comes from experience, right? Knowledge well, comes from, like, to, studying it and then yeah. using that knowledge and then, like, you're talking about integrating, mm-hmm. right? I know X, Y, and Z about this situation, right. but ABC presented itself to me, so now I have to figure out what that means yeah you gain wisdom yeah you gain and that's yeah and that's right so like knowledge is like you're you have to have your own experience right. of yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. knowledge is an inner experience it is a wisdom so for instance like you know and this is what divine nourishment the lifestyle is all about right and and you know it's about nutrition it's about movement it's about yoga it's about meditation it's about self-love it's mm. about authenticity right it's about all these things and the reason i can teach this is because i have reached levels of mastery in each section. So I've embodied it so I can teach it. I can't teach you about gut health and the power of digestion and food or or meditation or mindset stuff if I haven't yeah. actually like embodied it and, it and and experienced yeah. how oh my god, you can heal yourself. Like I've healed myself. I had debilitating depression, anxiety, I had some childhood trauma, a lot of things that held me back and made me feel not worthy and I never loved and accepted myself, right? So you know, you can't just eat well. That'll make you feel good. You will have, if you get to a point where you change your diet and you have the contrast of how well you're meant to feel, then it's a little easier to continue down that journey. But there's more, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, like taking care of your physical health and your physical body is so important because if you don't do that, it's going to be really, really hard to do the inner work that's going to actually create the sustainable change that you desire that's calling you from your heart, that's tugging you in, that you're seeking all these years, Mm -hmm. decades, whatever it is, you know, in order to do that, you know, there's things that I truly believe are steps, which is, you know, like, you know, what I teach when I work with people one-on-one or in my group coaching, like, you know, it's not just one thing, it's all the things, but it's also not doing all the things. It's more about, um, you know, being different and, and creating an inner experience and like meditation and mindfulness um, and things like that are really the ticket of what's going to really tie it all together. So what would you say is like step one to trying to integrate this? And um, step one in trying to integrate so that you're not continuing to seek, you know, and read the next book or do that next workshop is really investing in yourself. You know, really, it's important that we stay in this energy Um and we have to start to clean up our lives around us. So we have to start taking that action, which isn't always easy, right? Like, who are we surrounding ourselves with? How does that feel? Um, you know, how's my house? <laughs> like, do I need to clear clutter out of my home? Do I need to... Josh is getting some water right now, so you could probably hear that in the background because it's kind of loud. Sorry. And our Berkey, which, by the way, is like the best water filter. It's called Berkey. Um, I highly recommend. It's very eco-friendly and... Um, it's a, it's a really great water filter. So, um, 
so yeah, you know, it's like you have to, you know, clear out the clutter. Everything's energy, right? We have to like look at our environment, look at our social circle, who are we hanging out with? Because let's say, you know, you're trying to make these changes and you want to be healthier and you want to be happier and you want to, you know, you want to find more fulfillment and more purpose in your life. And you're still hanging out with the same group of people who are just drinking all weekend and they're just like, you know, they're just doing their life their way, which is fine, right? But if you continue to be surrounded by that every day, how are you going to change? It's like you can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, And therein um, lies, too, maybe that paradigm, right, that yeah. could be holding you back from yeah. doing that where maybe certain actions that are socially acceptable yeah. but don't necessarily, necessarily align with where you want to be or what you want your life to look like in yeah. another year. Well, you take on other you people's know? energy and other people's beliefs. Like, well, yeah, you are I mean, who you surround so yourself with, right? Yeah. It's like, so... Um, but that can be lonely, though, right? Because if be. everybody you surround yourself with acts a certain way, that's contrary to how you want to act or feel or, or be, then that's kind of, uh, all right, well, I'll see you when I see you. And it, mm. that could be scary because you're kind of... You might feel like you're on your own, or well, in that you might case, be questioned as to what you're doing. Well, and here's like, the thing, and oh, this you've is changed, or and this you is know. what's really important, though, because it can be lonely. Yeah. And I know for me on my journey, the first few years, so lonely. I mean, you and I weren't really connecting anymore. This was a while ago. This was like eight years ago, whatever it was. Um, I didn't really have anyone to talk about these things that were like coming up. Like when the light turns on, and you know you're being called to more, you can't turn it off, right? And that's a really that was our first episode. Highly recommend you listen to that if you haven't already. Um, but you know, we have to find a connection within ourselves first. We, we, cause we, we tend to attach ourselves to outside sources, other people, things like that. And it's really hard to be alone within ourselves because think about technology. We're constantly, you know, always connected on this internet and it makes us empty inside kind of because we're constantly stimulated. We do not know how to be quiet and mm-hmm. to be still. Well, they're finding that with kids today too, that like, mm-hmm because things are so readily accessible to them mm-hmm. and are being fed to them through like technology, mm. it's not allowing them to fully uh, work their way through emotions and dealing with things. Mm-hmm. So they have a, a lot harder time now processing and doing things because that, uh, that skill of processing is already taken out of the equation because you have sound and video and all this that's already there so it's like so no wonder why we're so disconnected from ourselves right on top of all the other paradigms that we have to shatter within Mm -hmm. us right so you know like I had mentioned you know 2020 is really just not only a new year but just a new decade of embodiment and of authenticity and really like the permission and safety and support to be all of you so you know, I, this is just my prediction. Like you will witness more people taking radical responsibility for their lives. Like I was mentioning, cleaning up their lives, um, for their physical health, mm-hmm. their mental health, their energy, their vibration, and really getting into more of the, um, you know, uh, the energy of who they are and learning about it. Um, and just taking more responsibility for the reality that they create and choose day to day. Um, the relationships they invest in along with their contribution, to the awakening of the world because we're all students um, and we're all teachers. Like I'm consciously a teacher, right? I'm a coach. I'm a yoga teacher, meditation teacher. But even if you're not consciously a teacher, you're still a teacher because Mm -hmm. you're awakening and you reorganizing your energy and expanding your aura and your energy of how people experience you. That is teaching other people like 
right? It's kind of reminding them of, of what's possible for them. So, oh. hey now, <laughs> what is that? There we go. Oh, well. Just a little, you know, a little jam. Yeah, you know what? Just a little. <laughs> <It's> all good. <laughs> so, um, so, and this is what I think too, because, you know, I think this is what I see, right? As a yoga teacher and just, you know, people come to their mats and they work out or they do yoga for a workout or for a yoga body, right? And then there's people who come there because of physical injuries or people who come there just, you know, for emotional issues. But what I see is more and more people will be leaning into a yogic lifestyle mm-hmm. to heal, to claim their truth, to cultivate self-love and, you know, just to discover more fulfillment and purpose and to find their tribe. That's what I see happening. And, and yoga is, I mean, so much more than the asana, which is the physical practice that you're doing, warrior one, warrior two, like that's like 5% of yoga. Mm -hmm. Yoga is a science. It's a yogic science. It's a technology. It's a way of living. It's a way of understanding who you are at your core. So I see more people leaning into that and applying the science and the meditation to help um, to dissolve their limitations, to dissolve, you know, their patterns and their toxic behaviors, their old narratives, right? Shattering those paradigms that are built up, that density that's just built up in our subconscious, um, in our subconscious programming, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I see, and and I see it more and more. Um, you know, people are really seeking to embody the soul of yoga in their practice on and off the mat, and people are more open to it because. We've tried all these things externally. We have so much knowledge. We've done all these things that it's like, you know, it's time. And, and that's the thing. Like many of us in the West, we enter the practice of yoga through movement, like I said, right? It's like the yoga we do when we step on our mats is only one aspect, you know, of a more extensive set of practices and um, philosophical tenets that really provide a compass for our lives. And it's, it's the one thing that has really, out of all the things I've done, it's the one thing that is actually uh, really transformed me and you know kundalini yoga i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it um it's you know josh and i are actually in our teacher training for it right now and i can't wait to bring these practices um you know even more out into the world and you know kundalini yoga is the yoga of self-mastery and i believe this is going to be at the forefront over this next decade because it is so powerful it is the yoga of self-mastery it transforms you so fast, you have an inner experience and you're able to clear out all that subconscious stuff, all those layers that we can peel back without yoga and without, because we peel back so much, right? We've learned and we've accessed these different aspects of wellness and things, but this is like, this is the deep work that really clears out our mind and cleans out all that debris. So it's really powerful. Well, it's all encompassing too. Like you can't, everything's connected. You can't change one part of your life and think, okay, it's just this one, one piece I need to like, you mean like a diet, like right? Physically. Right. right. Yeah. Like physically, if I, you know, cause I've done this where like, okay, if I get my six pack and I'm looking tight and I'm looking good, then, then I'm good. Everything's good. I'll be happy. Yeah. And then you're not because then like, you get there and you're like, you have the, oh. I had this attack, uh, attachment to food where I constantly felt like I was in a state of of uh, lack of without because I just wanted to eat a hamburger. Blah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm like, oh no, I can't because I'm on the strict diet. Well, it's a way to control. Right? Whereas yeah. the intention should have been, you know what? I want to be a healthy, like well-oiled machine that's strong, that's flexible, that's, 
that feels good. Yeah. And the side effect of that will be a good looking body too. Yeah, yeah. Just you a know? side effect. Yeah. But same thing with breaking any of these paradigms and stuff like that. What's the root of of why you yes. want to do that? I love that you brought that up. And if that, that if you if you decide and you figure out what the root is, yeah. Then you have to go in one with the awareness, right? Because now you have to be just aware and not mindlessly going through your day because that's where you fall back into your old traps, right? Mm. Because you have to be aware of all the old actions that you were doing that was leading you on, on what you want to change yourself. Well, from. and that's, that's the power of it is being and, able to notice <clears throat> when it comes up instead of like right. acting on it, you can see it. And, yeah. and with that though, you also have to know that now you have to kind of course correct all the other things that you're doing in your life also, right? So um, if you're depressed, for instance, like you were talking about gut health, right? Well, part of that depression and maybe something that's going to help you, yes, there could be a chemical imbalance, okay? But again, let's try and eliminate all the other things that could cause depression too. If you're not feeling healthy, if you're living a sedentary lifestyle, if, your gut if health you're eating is like off, crap yep. and your gut health is off, if you're eating a lot of sugar, well, 90%, if you're not at least getting up and, and taking a walk right. or moving, but, and, yeah. and that all might be because you maybe are at an office job, right? And you're sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, and then by the time you're done getting your the soul sucked out of you because you're staring at a computer screen all day, the last thing you want to do is go work out or to a gym or anything like that. I get it. So understand, like, hey, this isn't going to be easy. And I have to maybe change my thought pattern of, okay, at the end of the workday, I put in a solid eight hours. Now I get to go home, relax, and, you know, plug myself in front of the TV to watch Netflix and binge watch TV and eat whatever I want, mm-hmm. go to bed, wake up, repeat. Like, yeah. you, you have, it's not easy. It, it sounds easy just talking about mm-hmm. it, but, like, you have to understand, like, you making a change is going to be more difficult than what you've been doing so far because what you're doing so far is is easy it's an easy pattern and that then has created your reality that you're that you're living right. in so to change that one you, it's it's a lot harder to change your thought patterns to change your um your your day-to-day habits but that all starts with awareness and then the root of what you want to do and what you want to change you need to realize that okay all the other facets in your life need to be corrected to what you're trying to do well and that's the thing is that we can't change on a cognitive level and that's what that is right when if you find yourself in a vicious cycle and you try to make all these changes and you want to be more positive and less reactive at work and more patient and more present with your children and your family or you want to be healthier and you want to eat healthy if you have found yourself in a vicious cycle this is why because you can't cognitively make that change right because it's said and i forgot where i read this um, that about 90%, give or take, of our actions and our way of moving through life is, mm-hmm. comes from a subconscious level. So our subconscious is what we had brought up um, you know, earlier on about that's where all of our um, limiting beliefs are. That's um, our old narratives. That's where our patterns are coming from. That's where our reactions are coming from. That's where our, our toxic habits and patterns, all those things, that's where it's coming from. So it's so react. It's so automatic it just happens right um so you know that's why it's 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 
it's a t- it's time now in this new right. decade to create an inner experience. So this is why I love Kundalini Yoga because it works on a subconscious level. It reprograms your nervous system. It reprograms your brain by doing these exercises and doing these meditations. And breathing. It it the breath work. I mean it is right. life changing. I think back to my my journey and I'm like, oh my goodness, this was the last thing I integrated, and it was like the most powerful thing like you just show up and do it and it just things start to happen you don't need to do 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 and know why you're stressed out or know why you know why am I this way what's wrong with me where's this come from like my parents or you don't need to know all that stuff you know what I mean and it's it's a really it's a really powerful thing so well again though if if doing an exercise okay was the end all like catch all to like help and whatever change everything then Okay, then we all be doing like whatever mm-hmm. exercise class or a, a hit class, right? But that only does one aspect of it. Like you still need to do the breathing because your breath is everything. And going through life, right? Reverting back to those techniques that you learn in, in a class and, or that you do in a class. Integrating, yeah. Integrating it. Yep. Like that's that's gonna help everything. Your Absolutely. breath, your mind. Like the meditation, that's yeah. a huge that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And a huge part of that, again, like I've talked about your daily habits of starting off the day on the right foot too. Morning you need to prep practice yourself, is you need to prep yourself for huge for maintaining huge. that change and that shift and that awareness. Yeah. Because if you just wake up and roll out of bed and then you haven't prepared yourself for the day, like give yourself a minute because the day is gonna take what it wants to take from you. Yep. It's going to do that, mm-hmm. whether it's a train schedule, whether it's a boss, whether it's a deadline, whether it's an unforeseen uh, emergency or something that happens at work. The mm-hmm. day's going to take from you what it needs to. Yeah. But if you wake up prepared mentally and not like this, you know, you're getting ready to go to war, but just mentally you've, you've grounded yourself for the day. Like when things do come, yeah, they might throw a little, you know, spike to cause you to get pissed or whatever, but you're able to just see it. For what it is. For an, it's an opportunity. Like it's you're an able to see everything as an opportunity. It's right. Huge. I used to get wrapped up. Uh, but that's so your bad. subconscious. That's yeah. your pattern. Yeah. So but it's, incorporating a morning practice for the past, mm, I don't know, three months now. Yeah, you've four been months really now, into it. Yeah. And it doesn't happen right away. You don't wake up and say, I'm doing a morning practice. And then from there on out, everything's good. No. Yeah. It, it slowly starts to build where one day, you know, you notice like, I'm not like on Whoa, edge. Oh, something's different. I'm not on edge. Yeah. I'm not. Well, because you're cleaning out your mind. I'm not as like responsive and reactive. I'm not like. Like, whoa, I, us- I can't believe I didn't respond to that. Like, you like get. Like, I remember now because you, you gain that awareness. You remember to kind of take a beat. You know, it's like um, you stub your toe really hard. Oh, yeah. But you stub it so hard that you don't feel the pain right away. <laughs> yeah. So you use that second before the signal yeah. from your toe hitting, you know, whatever you're stubbing it on yeah. to it hitting your brain and the pain actually coming. You use that second right mm. there where you're not feeling anything to say, Yeah. all right, is this mine or is this... That's, uh, yeah. Is this yeah. something that I can just kind of, all right, this is what's happening. It's, you're Let's, discerning information. Right. You're, you're strengthening your mind and your nervous system so that you can find that, that <laughs> you can find that space between stimulus and response yeah. where you have a moment to say, you know, to, to really move into it with grace. Well, this sucks. Okay. Oh, well. 2020 is such a year of grace for me. Uh, yeah. Grace. You know, we oh, both came up even with just that saying, in the I car. know, we on like, our individually, yeah, right? Or four words we were that on you the same. Come up with. Yeah. Like yeah. you cheated. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, especially for women, like insecurities are the plague of womankind. I mean, think about it. Like we are being fed consciously and unconsciously messages that, that tell us we're not enough, that we need to fix ourselves. We need to stay younger and skinnier. And these are these paradigms. And you know, this is a, like I said, people are starting to take radical responsibility and fear will no longer wrap its web around us coming into this new decade. All and right, so let me ask you though. Well, so, okay. let, let, let me continue. So, you know, women are going to start cultivating strong morning sadhanas to help strengthen their body, their mind, and their nervous systems. And, and the biggest thing is as the feminine sadhana is a morning practice that you do. It's a, it's a well, I'm going to get into that. So it's a meditation, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're firing away here. I am. It's coming through. I'm just, it's just coming through. So a sadhana is a morning practice. So it could be like a three minute meditation or breathing technique. It could be an 11 minute. It could be so many different things, Mm. but um, the most important thing, because you do have an ego and you do have your subconscious programming, which you might not be able to see all the time. So when you're, taking this journey and you're starting to take all this knowledge and gathering it so you can integrate it it's really important to be in this energy and to have someone I would highly recommend a coach that can hold you accountable and can see when you're getting in your own way so that they can bring it to your awareness so that you can start to uh, put it in your hand and put your hand in front of you and look at your hand like you're taking that part of you and you're observing it and you're you're cultivating that self-awareness so that you know that that's my pattern coming up that's not really me so I mean investing in yourself is going to be huge and a lot of times people don't invest in themselves you know a lot of people say I don't have the money or there's a lot of fear around it but typically it's because they don't believe in themselves that's typically what I found with myself. Usually people have the money to spend $5 on a Oh, latte. yeah. Well, well, that's that's the thing. <laughs> like, well, my point is that, you know, there's a part of what? you. So, you, you know, yeah. finding someone who can believe in you and so you can believe in yourself. Someone that you can be really vulnerable with and just say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to take radical responsibility for my life and I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to burn my excuses, which is just my patterns and these stupid narratives that I have in my head. I still love that part of me. We have to love that part of us and not not get upset when it comes up. But um, in being in this energy, this is why I see a lot of people moving into yoga and taking more workshops and classes because when you're in... Now think about this for a second, all of you guys listening. Think about when you're in the presence of someone who is just, God, it feels so good to be around them. It feels so good. Like you just feel like liberated being around them if it's positive. Well, that's because they have a, 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 a very wide magnetic field, an aura. That's Aura is the energy in which people experience us. This is a very yogic term, so I won't get too deep in it. But when you see people or when you're around people who have a darker energy, they're heavy. negative. It's heavy. You can heavy. feel it. You yeah. can feel it. They have a very... I've had that. <laughs> they have a very contracted aura. It's yeah. not very bright. So this is the energy of who we are. So it's it's really exciting because I people are moving more and more into understanding this, and it's really really powerful when you do. Um, you know, so when you when you notice when you're feeling heavy and you notice when you're feeling light, it's from that energy. It's from that awareness. It's from that conscious living where you can begin to let your heart and your intuition show you. What's meant for you? What's not meant for you? You get it? So this is why this is the year of a new reality embodied because it's an inner experience. It's cultivating self-awareness. It's dropping into consciousness. It's surrounding yourself in the energy. It's cleaning all the clutter in your home. It's, you know, taking better care of your body. It's, you know, really beginning to invest in yourself, you know, and doing these things. Mm, If you're living with the, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 
rather than this is it's black and white boom, 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 you know what I mean like because that I don't know I think that could be limiting too that yeah again we get associated and attached to certain paradigms yeah well it's it's embedded in us and yeah. that's what we know so it's very uncomfortable to go into the unknown the uncertainty of like well who am I to not have all these issues who am I to actually take care of myself and, and leave my job and start that, you know, start my own bit. Like, who am I to do that? It's mm-hmm. like your nervous system's just trying to keep you safe. Your ego's trying to keep you safe by mm-hmm. keeping that old narrative coming up. Right. So, um, you know, and that's, that's the whole point of finding stillness and finding a meditation practice and mindfulness and really learning to quiet the mind and let the world happen around you, but let everything that you have within you, your wisdom and your knowledge to come through for you. So we have to learn how to move out of our mind and bringing that energy down into our heart space so that we can allow ourselves to be guided. So, you know, this is something that you can start doing. You can just notice when you're feeling heavy, notice when you're feeling light. And when you are feeling light, take a moment and ask for more of that light, that lightness, ask for more of it. And when you're feeling heavy, like what can I do to feel a little lighter right now? And just start practicing little by little being who you want to be. And the more you practice little things, so you don't want to jump into and change your whole life. That doesn't work. You have to just start practicing. And this is why having a coach is so powerful. Um, Because if you do like a program with a bunch of people, it's typically, you know, you're so different and unique and you have your own stuff, right? So before, like, just uh, before we move ahead, though, like, that's very important what you're saying. Like, Mm. notice when you're feeling a certain way. Notice when you're feeling this, you know, heavy. Notice when you're feeling light. Mm-hmm. So that means, like, also, too, be aware when things are good. Because then, like, stop and take a minute and notice and take mm-hmm. note of that. Yeah. Because then when things are bad, you're like, okay, so what what's happening right now that I'm feeling this? And, again, really assessing what it is. Mm-hmm. And an important tool to help you through that as well and to kind of help and let that pass is breathing. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we get locked up and then we get, oh, well, we, we get think so it's so tense. external. We don't realize we have our breathing, own healing capabilities. Breathing will help you yeah. stay expansive and not contracted and allow things to move by you a lot quicker yeah. than, because it does, it feels, there's, and I know this sounds weird, but from personal experience, there's something that feels good when you hold on to something that pisses you off and you want to exploit it to the 10th degree as to why it is messed up or stupid yeah. or why I would well, do it, it a different way. Well, it keeps you significant in your I, patterns. hundred percent. Exactly and that goes from a very heavy and large ego. Yeah. And, and that comes from your subconscious programming. Breathing is beliefs. one of the most important things that you can do mm-hmm. to try and build that shift. Yeah. Especially throughout the day. Because again, this all sounds great when we're sitting here, you know, it's a rainy day out. We're nice and cozy <laughs> in our living room here. It sounds great when we're talking about it. But again, you're going to wake up Monday morning and the day is going to take out of you what it wants to take out of you. So that's when you're actually integrating all of this and not letting that affect you because oftentimes everyday life is what chips us down. So then we revert back to our Mm. defaults. So here's the thing. I love that you brought that up. I just had something come through. So spirituality, it came right through. It was like a light piercing right through my crown. Um, Spirituality can't be taught and it can't be earned. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is why we're moving into a whole new decade of embodying. Spirituality has to be caught. Yeah. Now hear that again. It has to be caught. Right? So, you know, 
these practices that we do to try to become more spiritual or whatever it is, they're kind of archaic in a sense of, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're meditating or you're doing these things or you're journaling or whatever. But right. spirituality has to be caught. It, it's the, 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 the most um, expansive, uh, impactful spiritual practice is in your mundane life. It's, mm-hmm. it's while you're, you know, the, the kids are acting up. And, like, that is the moment that where you can... And that is yeah. how we grow and we process and develop. And we have to have a really strong mind and mm-hmm. strong nervous systems and strong auras mm-hmm. and awareness and consciousness. And we have to cl- just keep dumping that subconscious mind and keep yeah. bringing in new energy and bringing in new thoughts and cleaning and clearing every day because we have so much coming at us all day. And we have to be strong. And these are the times that people are... Are ready for it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's. So what I think uh, maybe something that people can do too is um, almost like, and this might sound kind of like rigid, but maybe set a timer for themselves too. Every hour, every yeah. two Those hours to, all right, boom, my timer went off. Take, right, a take a deep breath. Yeah. I love to use oils for that. This is why. Good. All right. You know, DoTerra essential oils. It's I don't. I don't sit there and sell them like it's right. not my main gig, but I do use them as a tool because they're so powerful. This, The intelligence of plants mm-hmm. and the plant wisdom and the plant medicine and what they offer us is connecting us with the feminine, connecting mm-hmm. us with the earth and the But like powerful. you were saying, so, though, the every day, though, that can get away from us. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's important because we can get caught up in the day, and before we know it, a whole day has gone by, and we've reverted right back to our old default. Mm-hmm. And if that day-to-day... Right, if that those those mundane moments throughout the day make up that whole day, that then makes up that week, that then makes up that month, that then makes up that year. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now after six months? Yeah. So that might be an important tool for people to start integrating. Yeah, that's powerful. By having those reminders yeah. of throughout taking the day, taking a moment, taking a breath. Because it's yeah. I know just personal experience. Again, I'm sitting here in my house and I don't have all this external noise. Yeah, everything is good. Everything is good, you know. Um, I don't, um, I'm not being triggered by anything. I'm not being challenged by anything. I'm calm. All right, now I'm at peace. Now I'm good. But as soon as the day starts and then you get three or four or five things kind of thrown at you from left field, Mm -hmm. how are you responding to that? And are you reverting back to your old response mechanisms and your old actions, you know? And that's And then afterwards, when you get home and now you're exhausted, your energy's depleted, Mm -hmm. you don't have the will to go, to to now move forward and Mm -hmm. and still embody those changes. Because it's, again, it's tough. And it's tough because it takes energy. It takes willpower. And you have to reorganize your energy so that you can can be more neutral and you can be more... um, more discerning and you can you can you know respond with more grace and it's not it's not so reactive yeah mm-hmm. so that's powerful and that's the inner experience yeah. and that's the that's like the you said those oils though are, they they're because uh, again it's another uh input to your sensory system yeah so that's just another way like if you if you um like i use bring on guard with me to spray on my hands and like when i get off the yeah. train and stuff yeah, so oils are like and it's I good mean, to give a spray and kind of like a absolutely. refresh. Absolutely, yeah. and they're these are tools, and this mm-hmm. is why I share them with people because they're so powerful. I mean, it's not going to change your life. There's other work that needs to be done, but it's a tool that you can use to, you know, it 
like it, it when you when you breathe an oil in, it reaches your limbic brain within twenty to thirty seconds, and it actually helps to calm the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a powerful tool. So, you know, just understand, you know, all of you listening, that um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing you have to fix or resolve, right? Resolutions. There's nothing. You're a perfect divine being, and everything you're experience is perfect right now. And it's happening for you right now. And at any time, you could begin to shift. Mm-hmm. And you can activate the source of power inside of you that literally changes everything. So I'm just going to leave you with that. You know, you have everything you need. It's time to integrate all that you have gathered and, you know, to show up for yourself and to start leading your life in a beautiful way that is going to impact your children. It's going to impact everyone around you because you're going to become more radiant and more graceful. And that's where our power is, as men and women. So thank you for joining us today. If you guys have any comments or any recommendations uh, for podcasts, something that can help you on your path, you can reach out and email me at dd at daniellelvecchio.com. And until next time, walking with you. 